we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. God promised that he would never leave you nor forsake you. His faithfulness is something to always be thankful for. Y'all know God hasn't gone anywhere. He's still there. Sometimes you can't hear him because of what you did. But he's, look at somebody say, he's still there. Sometimes you can't seek him because of what you want to do. Oh, man. But look at somebody say, he's still there. He hasn't gone anywhere. You just can't hear him. Matthew 28 and 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. This is his promise to us. He's not going anywhere. You may put him on the back burner. You may push him to the side. You may ignore his wisdom. You know, when you come in here on Sundays, we're all getting God's wisdom. I'm getting it. I look forward to preparing the message so I can get a good understanding. I want to learn. Anybody want to learn? Do you come to church to learn? Lift your hands and say, I can't learn. Who who came to learn? So I come to learn. I want to know what he's saying. Right? And then once I find out what he's saying, as hard as my head might be, I'm going to have to crack it somewhere because I want to do what he wants. Anybody want to do what he wants? Okay, so I want to hear what he's saying, and I want to do what he wants me to do. I don't want to miss him. Amen. So, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Lo, I am with you. This is what he promises. I'm I'm, I'm there always. I'm not going anywhere. He is there before you fall and after you fail. The problem comes when we hurt our own self-worth. By making bad decisions based on the opinions of others. You know, folks be doing all right until somebody says something and makes them feel like what they're doing isn't the right thing. Those are the opinions of others. You know, God is ready to settle you down. There, there has to come a point when you are content with what God has told you. I'm shutting it off. This is what he told me to do. So let me just do this for a while. Have you ever noticed once you make that decision, voices come, disturbances come? You know, you can be so used to drama that when things settle down and are going good, you're scared. So you introduce some new drama. I just preached. In these instances, we may feel discouraged, which can result in what? Unthankfulness. Discouraged will result in unthankfulness. When you're down and discouraged, you can't give thanks. You can give that old sleepyhead prayer to the Lord at night. Oh, yeah, Lord, thank you for being God. You're just great. You're greater than everything. (laughs) You don't mean it. Your discouragement is overpowering your gratefulness and your thankfulness. You can't be thankful and discouraged. You got to give one of those up. Amen. You got to be encouraged to give God thanks. I'm giving him thanks because I know it's going to get better. If I don't know it's going to get better, that's hopelessness. 
quit falling asleep every time you pray. <laughs> I had somebody say that, man, if you sleep here, all you got to do is get the Bible, start reading and start praying and a devil will put you to sleep. Man, I don't want the devil put me. I don't need the devil. You don't read the Bible to get sleepy. That's the dumbest thing. Just read the word. It'll put you to sleep. The devil, he'll just put you. I don't want him coming in and helping doing nothing. That's the devil. If he come put me to sleep, he might kill me. I want to wake up. <laughs> That's some foolishness. We begin to base our thankfulness on circumstances versus our true value and worth. Ephesians 5 and 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus. Giving thanks how? Always. Always. So we got to stay encouraged so we can give thanks always. So that means we got to have people around us that will encourage us. Amen. You can tell a lot about a person by their friend base. I can look at the folks that call you friend and I can tell you how you're living. I can tell you how you think of me by the people you hang around. You the only one that believe in the message and all your friends hate the message. I know what you're saying about me. You can't defend me constantly with all your friends. And it ain't that you're defending me. Are you defending truth? Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to preach truth. Amen. So we should be giving thanks always. People pleasers. When we live to please others, we cannot be thankful unless we have what pleases them so when you live to please others you can't be thankful unless they're pleased because you're living to please others that's why the internet y'all i'm telling you it's so satanic now you got to take a break off instagram and facebook and snapchat You got to take a break because if you keep seeing what everyone else has got and doing, you're going to start wanting something. Then when you want something, you're going to hate what you have. And then when you finally get a little something, you're going to want everybody to see it. Then when you only get two likes, (laughs) you done went in debt for two likes. I say that, man, brothers, I saw one brother wrote a whole poem. I mean, just he tried to <laughs> exegete the scripture in this poem. Just, I mean, he just went on and uh, 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 two likes, and one of them was his wife. I said, brother, you wasted your time. So then he put 50 people's name on it and tried to tag them so they would look at it, and then none of them like it. So, brother, you need to keep, don't quit your day job. You're not a poem writer. I mean, but the Lord gave me this. Yep, because he didn't want it. (laughs) Quit blaming stuff on the Lord. If the Lord gave it to you, it would have billions of likes. (laughs) 
we would do. Dude, that's your talent level. The Lord didn't give you that. Amen. Isaiah 2 and 22. Stop regarding man in whose nostrils is breath. For of what account is he? This is saying man don't matter. So stop worrying about what people are thinking. Why do you make decisions based on what you think people will think? Your life is ruled by the opinion of people. And this is why I preach strong father so hard in here. Because when you have a strong father, the only person you worried about what they think is your father. Yeah, that's the one. Remember that? Man, that's, that was a long time ago. But man, remember when you was really, I mean, you really were afraid to mess up and then have to go deal with your daddy. Who remembers that day? Oh, it's, it's gone now. But remember that? When you got in trouble, you would beg the teacher. You wouldn't say, don't call the cops. <laughs> don't call, you wouldn't say, don't call the truant officer. Don't call the gang relief program. You would say, man, call, you can call the president. Just don't call my daddy. We wanted what our father wanted for us. And that taught us to want what God wants for us. And that made us better believers because we understood consequence of bad decisions. Does that make sense? That's why I push. That's why I push fathers being strong in the home. Because if you're strong in your home, you set a good example of how God is to us. Amen? And that causes us to not make so many decisions, bad decisions. This behavior led Lucifer to his fall from the kingdom of heaven. He chose to invest in his look, the proud look, and his appearance to others instead of who God created him to be. Isaiah 14 and 14, he said, I will ascend above the heights of the cloud and I will be like the most high. Man, you got to be some kind of crazy to be in that realm thinking that you're going to be like God if he didn't make you like him. But his arrogance and his pride lifted him up and he said, he spoke it and wanted to uh, look good in front of others. In, a, in front of other heavenly hosts, he wanted to be in charge, large and in charge. Amen. And this is the same thing. The fall of man in the garden was predicated on mankind trying to excel in the eyes of others. They were okay until the serpent came and told them, no, you can be better. But God said we are good and all is good. Oh, but there's something you're missing. You can be better. The desire to be lifted up before men is the enemy of genuine thankfulness for who God created us to be. That's the biggest problem now. Men aren't content with being who God created them to be. God created all men to be men. He didn't create you to be a pastor. He didn't create you to be a preacher. He created you to be a man. Us preaching is a consequence of the fall. That was added later. But the original intent is to first be a man. Amen. 
I had to learn that the hard way. There was a time when I thought I was born. This was what I was born to do. I thought EX Ministries, I thought that's what I was born to do. I thought that's who I was. I thought my identity was based on that. And that junk almost killed me. Physically. Because you can't keep up with God. You're not celestial. I had to learn. No, man. No. The most important thing is your home. Your children. Your wife, your family, that's what God made first. So I had to reevaluate my whole life back in 2010, whenever that was, because I had to realize that, man, I am not special because I have a message from God. In this life, I'm only special if I do right by my family. Oh, the amens get thin on that. Yeah. Yeah, folks want to be rich. Why do you want to be rich? Famous. Why do you want to be famous? The only thing that's important is your family's opinion of you. What does your wife think? What does your children think? Amen? That's what's important. What we can do isn't as important as who he made us. That's why you always feel like a failure because you can't do what you're trying to do. But what you're good at by default, any one of us can do. Anybody can be a good man. But you got to stop living for the opinions of others. Man, I'm preaching in here. Desire to be lifted up before men is the enemy of genuine thankfulness for who God created us to be. Genesis 3 and 5. For God doth not know. No, I mean, for God doth know. This is the devil talking. That in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, And you're going to be like God's knowing good and evil. So it's not good enough for God to say you're good. But man, you need to add this and you'll be like a God. And that's when Eve, all of a sudden, the opinions of people became more important than God's opinion of them. Because the devil sowed that seed in them. Mankind was content in their creation roles until the enemy sowed selfish ambition into their minds. Man, you want to destroy your family? Be selfishly ambitious. Be out there trying to make a name for yourself and get famous and watch your family crumble. Because God ain't made no man to do that. Amen. There ain't nothing wrong if God allowed the fame to happen. And usually when God does it, you're infamous. <laughs> and you're not just famous because the world's not going to love you if you're doing what God says. So there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having money and folks knowing you. It's how you got there. Or is, that, is that what you're trying to do? Brother, I just need you to help me because I need my ministry. And right now it's on like three, but I need it on 10. You need your ministry on 10. The person next door to you ain't saved. Let's start with them. Folks on your job don't know you saved. Let's go. Let's. All them women in your phone don't know you. Don't know you saved. Boy, get somewhere and get saved. Why are you trying to launch 
a let's launch a marriage first. Uh oh, man, folk. Amen. Let's let's do right. Can you do right by God first before you start trying to promote Him? Christ was never selfishly ambitious, so he never chased dollars. Matter of fact, Solomon said, man, if you chase dollars, you're going to come to ruin. Now, ain't nothing wrong with taking care of your family. You need dollars for that. How many of you, does dollars help your family? Ain't nothing wrong with dollars. Dollars not a sin. But you shouldn't be chasing dollars, allowing them to make you compromise so you can get more. I don't want money that didn't come from the Lord. Philippians 2 and 7. But he made no reputation. Oh, no, no. Today, this same selfish ambition is causing men and women to fall from God. Philippians 2 and 7. But he made of himself no reputation. He took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So Jesus took a back seat, said, look, I'm not promoting myself. I'm not trying to be large. Now, when you carry the power that Christ has, I mean, folks going to know you. So it's going to spread, but he wasn't going around trying to enhance his resolve and show who he was. Even when the devil tempted him on the mount and said, man, if, 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 if you jump off, angels are going to come and rescue you. He was like, man, I don't have to show my power. I know who I am. Hey man, the dude on the cross missed heaven for saying that foolishness. Man, won't you just call the angels if you're the son of God? And Jesus just looked at him like, yeah. You'll be in hell. <laughs> Y'all know folks going to hell. Amen. We about to preach a whole message about that. God's plan cannot be avoided without consequence. When we attempt to ignore the roles God created us in, we are defying our existence and will eventually wreak havoc on who? Your kids are going to suffer when you don't do it God's way. There's no way around it. God's roles are important. You got to find contentment in who he called you to be. Whenever being a man and a woman is not enough, something is wrong. Proverbs 16 and 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are what? Oh, and folks are messing their kids up daily because they will not understand their roles you know your son and daughter won't know their roles if they don't grow up watching you exemplify them you have to do it being thankful for our creation roles is the first step in avoiding a life full of striving to acquire things that will please others genesis 5 and 2 male and female created them and blessed them and called their name adam male and female he created that's who he created male and female and then he did what he did what blessed him not with money not with prosperity he blessed them because they were male and female like he created them you have to get contentment in who god created you to be amen as a man you have to find contentment and joy in taking care of your family yeah don't complain about it. It's going to get rough, but you got to find joy. Bringing things home and your kids excited. Eating that food. 
And you need to remind them sometimes. Amen. It says Williams on the box, but William didn't buy this. Daddy bought this chicken. I want to walk in the house and, and I mean, they just go crazy. Little kids just start running. Oh, daddy's coming. When they're not in trouble. <laughs> you know. But that's when you hear all the accolades when they're in trouble. Daddy, did you know that you're the greatest dad that's ever lived on the face of the boy? You still getting a beating. No, but hear me out, Lord. The Lord saved me while you was gone. While you was gone. The power of God fell in here. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta find contentment being male and female. Amen. Summary. In heaven, Lucifer sought to be lifted up above the stars of God and be like the most high. But he fell from heaven's realm like lightning and was demoted from his position among the heavenly hosts of God. So he decided to tempt mankind to do the same thing he did. Even today, he lives vicariously through humans to get his will accomplished by making them feel they should be lifted up above what God purposed. For them, when you feel you need to be lifted up better than somebody, paid, large, in charge, got bank, driving this, that. When you feel that you should have those things, it's the devil. It's the devil. Because none of us should even be living because of all the sin that we have caused. How dare we sit up and think, oh, I'm entitled to this because I am the chosen God has blessed me and we're the chosen people. We're the, the, the bruised and beat up Israelites of the whole. It's foolishness. You no know, entitlement. Man, we all deserve death. How the color of your skin going to make you better than somebody? Man, we all, whatever the color is, it should all be burnt. Even today, he does that. This is the story for so many today. The decisions they make are solely based on the opinions of others and their selfish ambition instead of the true creation roles God gave them. Adam and Eve abandoned their roles to become greater because they were led astray by a being that did the same and failed. Why do we take our cues from people that failed in their own plights? The folks that's telling you creation role is a lie couldn't do it. The folks that's telling you that God's order is not important couldn't follow it. The folks that's telling you that this is a cult are in one. Boy, they've they been hoodwinked, bamboozled. <laughs> Man, I'm not listening to the devil. He failed. He can't ever go back. He couldn't do it. He messed up. He got the loudest boop, boop, boop of all times. <laughs> can't go back. Why would I listen? And then why am I listening to folks and letting them affect me and my life and my relationship? Why am I listening to them telling me stuff that they themselves can't do? They abandoned their creation role 
to strive for more. And it costs them marriages, contentment, and peace. In most cases, it produces wayward children, physical ailments, and even cause many to abandon the faith. I know we like to ask why in the world would Eve listen to that serpent? But the real question is, why in the world are we listening to those that abandon God's plan and have no positive fruit to show for it? Dude, the only fruit we have is our children. So don't come telling me what I, how, how to do my home and your kids crazy. Obviously, you don't know what you're talking about. And they always got something to say. True thankfulness can only come from those that bear the fruit of contentment. This means that they do not live for the opinions of others. And they never measure their lives and decisions by what others are doing. Being thankful must first begin with being thankful for the roles that God created us in and abiding in them. You know, homosexuals don't like who they are. They don't like the role of a man. So they gay. A lesbian. That's step one. You got to like being a man before you can be one. But the issue is you need to first be raised by one and see one. Do it right. Then you won't be trying to gay. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to go gay. I don't even know how to. But you got to first, man, we got to show these kids the roles. We got to show them what a good man looks like. Amen. And you may not be perfect, but you got to dust yourself off, get yourself together and show them what a good man looks like. Amen. And if, you, if the man is right, the woman ain't going to do nothing but just fall into place when the man is right. Ain't no witch that witchy. You get yourself together, she will fall in line. I promise you. Yeah, and then the children can see what it really looks like. And then that's what they will want. James 3 and 13 says, Who is a wise man that endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, meaning if you're trying to be something in this life, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom, your wisdom of trying to be something, descendeth not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife and folks that's trying to blow up are, there is confusion and every good work. Because you know, when you want to blow up, you got to dial 666. <laughs> but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle and easy to be entreated. Full of what? Mercy. And this is the best part is full of good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. 
And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Man, James teaches straight up against selfish ambition. You need to, whenever you get the feeling of striving and being something in this life and wanting your name lifted up and all of that, read James. James will settle you down and let you know, bruh, that's not from God. That's not from above. It's sensual. It's devilish. And it's going to always lead to compromise. So we got to outgrow the opinions of others. And be steadfast in what we know God wants for us. As a church body, as individuals, as men, as fathers, as mothers, all of us, we have to know and stay there. And if God has something more for you, he'll give it to you. But let's first be content with what we have now. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. To hear this message in its entirety, you can subscribe to the True Church Perspective podcast at exministries.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donations to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 761. Two, four, or donate online at exministries.com. 